0: Cut the talking short if it ain't about cakes. I'm sitting on top. I'm on a house by the lake. I'm the snotty nose cat with the new BM. If you miss a Monique, I have to bruise your teen. I be with Puff, and they be like, "Who is your friend?" If I hit the cheek once, you wanna move me in. But you got to tell me right now, either you with the cats that make the hits or the one that takes the chip. Slow down, Jared, you're killing them but Don't stop it. What's the use of my way if I have to chop it?
1: Woo! That should be your intro.
0: Microphone check my mic sound nice uh yes it does welcome to this week's episode of it's about them time where we change the narrative by changing the perspective i'm jared dam and it's about them time to have another conversation that changes the way you think and perceive things the only question is are you ready Hold on, y'all. Just give me just a moment. Just a moment. Okay. All right. Had to finish checking my fantasy football scores. Hey, I got a multitask doing a show, you know, creating a digital content empire, and I and I play a little fantasy football on the side. I'm in three leagues, but we won't talk about two of those leagues right now. It's a bit of a struggle, but the season's still young. Anyway, it's about damn time, Jared, damn in the building. Y'all, I'm excited. We're nearing the corner. Almost at the finish line for this for this season. I know I hadn't really been excited about it. I really don't want to leave y'all, but I'm thinking about how I'm going to retool and reset things. Plus, working on the 2021 Damn Awards. And I got some big things coming pretty soon that I'm going to be able to announce to you. Just finalizing some things, but definitely going to be the most exciting damn awards of all time and that's not hyperbole that is real it's damn real so very excited about that but i gotta i gotta go away so we've set the date november 16th season finale which means i got about not counting this episode i have three more episodes left and so y'all I have saved some of the best for last. You are going to really enjoy the guests that I have lined up um, in the upcoming weeks. But that's a little later. That's a little we got a little time. We got some more time together. Instead, this time I'll, I'll promote this week's episode of It's About Damn Time because I finish off the Suicide Squad of PodMont talking to the, the third and final member that I've spoken to of the unestablished podcast. Mo, Monique, if you will, Uh, me and Mo, we talk about unestablished expectations. Now, expectations uh, comes in all shapes and forms, no matter where you are in life, but it's especially different when you have those expectations, graduating college, entering to, to young adulthood, and then realizing that life just smacks you right in the face. Definitely been there. So I share my stories, Mo talks about her experiences, and we have an overall great conversation. Although towards the end, uh, full disclosure, because I'm, I keep it real with y'all, towards the end, I think the tequila and sleepiness did affect me, so I felt a little babbly. <laughs> but it's still good content, I assure you, I assure you. But you can definitely hear the tequila. Anyway, without any further ado, sit back, relax. Listen to Monique and me, It's About Damn Time. Welcome to this (laughs) week's episode of It's About Damn Time. I'm Jared Dam, and I am here this week. Once again, it's the last week, so sad, of Suicide Squad, a podcast a month. And I am here with host number three from unestablished, the lovely, vivacious, Monique, so I, I gotta give so y'all, I have to give Monique extra props because when I went on her show a couple of weeks ago, you know I might have said some stuff and she had me in a doghouse, so I'm just trying to make sure that she don't sit there and keep me in the doghouse. Mo, what up, girl? Hi, people's. what
1: up? What's up?
0: So what's what's going on with you? How you doing? Like I, you you a busy one, you know what I'm saying? I am. Like not saying that all of y'all established women aren't busy, but you know. It, Take a little while for me to hit to catch up with you. <laughs> I mean <laughs> I am
1: yeah, busy. I, I thought we were squad. I thought we were yeah, squad. Yeah, but what I fit what, you in, happening? so that's all that matters, right?
0: Fair enough. You did fit me in, and I am eternally grateful for that. So um I won't take up too much of your time because I know how busy you are, whether it's coming up with different episodes of the unestablished podcast that is available every Wednesday on all podcasting platforms. Um, the link will be in the bio because, you know, I got y'all. Don't even worry about
1: it. <laughs> Thank you.
0: But before we get started, I am going to start with a familiar segment called Damn If You Know. You know, you listen to the show. You know the vibes. So, Mo, what are we going to talk about for Damn If You Know? You you know what we talking about, right?
1: <laughs> I think I know. But hit me with All it. Right, Let's so go. Y'all,
0: I got you. So, yeah, uh, I was talking to Mo uh, prior to this, right? And Mo hit hit me with what appears to be some sort of South Carol, South Carolina delicacy that I ain't never heard of ever, never, ever in my damn life. So, Monique, talk to me about pork and beans and grits for breakfast. What the
1: fuck is that? <laughs> huh? You are not gonna come at me like this. Maybe it's a southern thing. might be European. I mean, I had it when I was in London two years ago on vacation, and they served it for the breakfast at the hotel. So we have pork and beans and grits, showboat pork and beans only. You can eat it with grits. Some people even eat it in the evening with rice, and you just have it along with your regular breakfast, like with eggs and bacon or whatever.
0: yes okay first of all first of all what we're not gonna do is say this is a, a south thing because i got people that listen from new york and they listen from the midwest and and shout out to the 22 countries that listen to it's about damn time not a bragging just stating facts ladies and gentlemen 22 countries and counting but no, I'm not. I'm not going to sit there and let you sit there and say that's the South thing because I am from Louisiana. Last time I checked, Louisiana is in the southern part of the United States, and I ain't never, and I mean, the damn has never <laughs> ever heard that shit before. That's crazy.
1: So we have to get you to try it then.
0: Okay, um, I I do consider myself a foodie, um, and so. I definitely probably should try it. I mean, it's not the most disgusting thing that that I've heard about. Um, actually, now I think about it, again in the in the in the, in the little pre-talk before we start recording, Mo t- told me about some shit with pop tarts and cheese on
1: top. So, ugh. So. You know people that do that? It was served to us as kids when we were in school. So, I mean, I thought it was normal. I thought that was a thing. Wait a minute. You said that people eat a slice of cheese on a slice of apple pie. Where the hell do they do that at?
0: First of all, they, they do that in the South. Second of all, I don't do that because that's nasty.
1: <laughs> it's all nasty when you think about it. But... But third of all, I don't condone I
0: don't condone, condone cheese on apple pie. Sorry, Mike. Mike shout out to shout out to Mike. Um, I don't condone, I don't condone pop tarts on cheese, cause well cheese on pop tarts. Sorry, cause ew. And I might can get into this pork and beans and, and grits thing. But so,
1: what about the cheese on oh. the donut though?
0: Why Why we why we got to put cheese on everything, Mo? <laughs> Why we got to put cheese on everything? Look, I love cheese like everybody else. I love cheese. I put cheese on. Had, one of the sandwiches I had, I had I had a very delicious grilled cheese sandwich today that I cut a slice of tomato with and put a little bit of bacon bits on there. It was divine. So good that I had it again later on today. So I had it two sandwiches at two different points of time, But still, why we got to put cheese on everything? do a
1: donut? <laughs> but did you not just say that you had cheese on your sandwich it's the same thing it's a piece of bread just a little sugar with cheese on it
0: ain't a little sugar that's a lot of sugar. <laughs> no no you, do you put do you put cheese and ice cream though?
1: okay so you're running out it's,
0: now i'm tripping oh you know what fine fine um we're gonna settle this you know, I don't know what we're gonna do. Maybe I'll try it. Maybe I'll go live one day. Mo was always trying to tell me I need to go live more, which I, I, I do. I just I'm so shy. Um, don't look at me like that.
1: I am shy. I'm shy. I'm an intro. This is a controlled setting, Mo. Don't don't, don't Listeners, life, we but, please have my back on this. Is Jared shy?
0: You know what? That's a new poll because you know what I I am killing the game right now with this Juanda, um post about about me being a flirt. So I mean, I might as well just do another poll about me being shy, so everybody can can be on my side on that. No, t-
1: it's not gonna happen.
0: Mm, well, all right. So we'll do a poll, and, and then maybe I'll try. I'm gonna try to pork and beans and grits first. I feel like I can. I feel like my stomach can <laughs> sit down more. Any type of cheese on some on some. You're acting
1: like I'm asking you to eat chitlins, like first I don't eat that, but it's not that extreme.
0: I don't eat chitlins either, but I'm more inclined to eat chitlins with a lot of hot sauce than to eat cheese on a pop tart.
1: Goodbye. What's the next segment?
0: Well, Mo. I guess Mo is telling everybody. See, Mo produces this podcast. On top of that, y'all, y'all don't know that Mo is saying that. You know, we are all warmed up, and that was them, if you know. So, thank you, Mo, for uh, enlightening me with uh, disgusting food talk. Jeez. Um. Once again, you are one third of unestablished. Yes. This is three of three now. I've had. I've you. You've heard the conversation with Constance. You heard the conversation with Jawanda. Um. But I guess I gotta ask you this because I learned. Well, I was reminded of this with Jawanda in, in the in the last time we we spoke. That you know it's unestablished podcast memoirs of a broke rich lifestyle, which I keep forgetting it. It's, I mean it's right there in the cover art if, if I just pay attention to it, but it's right there. So what exactly is the broke rich lifestyle? Break it down for me.
1: The broke rich lifestyle is adulting, and everything that it embodies. You can be broke physically, mentally, mm-hmm. but then you can have the wealth of finances and just feel like you are completely unestablished all at the same time. So that's what we are telling our listeners as we live through our day-to-day lives. We are living the rich lifestyle. We were nervous when we first started the podcast because we were thinking that people would automatically assume, oh, broke rich from the financial standpoint, but- I think as our listeners dive into our episodes they realize like oh they're coming with like a mental health mom they're coming with um telling about how they had to set boundaries with their parents they're talking about how they had to reestablish who they are after college they're talking about building strong friendships and being strong friends for your um community of people that you um your community of friends so it's all encompassing of adulting
0: you know what, I, I like that breakdown because for, for me, that's what I think about when I hear Broke Rich. I'm like, because me personally, um, some of my friends would say that I'm a little bit bougie. I know it's hard to believe, but some some of my friends don't, I, why are you, what's with the looks, Mo. I don't understand. I don't understand. But some people think that I'm a little bit bougie, and, and of course, maybe I don't have the 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 financial means to really live life like I want to live it. Oh Lord, if I had those means, girl, they could tell me nothing. I mean, not tell me a motherfucking thing. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, so for me, like that's what I thought. I have gravitated to 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 broke rich, but I like the point that you're making about it. it's it's really adulting. It's really like it's about balance and trying to find balance yes. in life, and it's something that. I think as adults we do, or maybe we attempt to do. Some of us don't do it very well. I'm pointing at myself on that one, but um, I don't think we talk about this much. And I and I, and I love the topics that y'all that y'all bring to the table. That's um, why I'm an avid listener because uh, I, I I love how y'all break it down. Uh, you know from 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 y'all' vantage point, and I think that's that's so important. So. Um, kudos to you, ladies. As, I, as I've been saying for like the last three weeks. Thank kudos. you. No
1: <laughs> uh. <laughs> I can't stand
0: you. I mean, look, like I think me and Mo. Okay, I would say that me and you battle the most in in the in the, in the squad, but uh, I would probably venture that most people would say, you know. Through the group chat, it's probably me and Juwanda, huh?
1: Yeah, I would have to agree.
0: I don't know. I don't know why Jawanda be doing
1: You mean this why shit. you um, entice her? Hmm?
0: <laughs> Look, Mo, I just I'm just trying to be me doing what I can do. But people think that I'm sitting on top of the world, you know?
1: Go ahead. Let them hear it. Brandy. <laughs> no, no, because I was out. You know he it was coming. He yeah, was coming up to the Oh, no. I
0: was about to hit that mace part. I was ready. No, let me stop. Let me stop. This, this is not a music podcast yet. I'm getting there, though. Maybe maybe my next podcast. So tell me, though, how has your life changed since you've been podcasting? Uh, for the good, for the bad? Has it gotten a little ugly? How's it changed?
1: Oh, it gets real ugly when it's 2 o'clock in the morning and you're trying to figure out, like, <laughs> how are we going to finish editing this podcast so that these people can hear it? On Wednesday. Um, mm. But overall, it's been great. Like, I love spending the weekly time with my sisters. We um, record every Sunday. And then we get into the hustle and bustle of trying to get everything edited and out by Wednesday. So, um, the other great thing is that we are getting exposure to um, audio which although I, I don't really care about editing, like I need to pay somebody to do that shit because I don't care. Um, <laughs> my favorite part of podcasting is being able to connect with our listeners on social media. That's my favorite part. So, yeah, there's the good, the bad, and the ugly.
0: Well, yeah, and and, and your sisters, if if you will, say, uh, sing your praises in the last two weeks. That's, that's all we heard is, is that Moe. It's nice on 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 that on that social media and that content and putting things out there and and growing um, the at unestablished uh podcast Instagram page uh, follow um, as they try to as- ascend and grow their community even more. I told Thank you, I got you. You. Um, you know they they've been seeking your praises. I mean, so much so. I mean, maybe I need to put you on a, on a damn payroll and have you work out some things here because uh, you know. oh, we
1: can talk about the check. <laughs> After this,
0: <laughs> uh, check.
1: no squad goals. Come on, Friendships man. Friendships don't pay goals. the bills.
0: Fine, fine. I'll send. What about? What about if 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 I buy a bottle a bottle of the wine of the week every week? <sighs> no, I already know. See, we had a conversation in the group chat about. About men and women, and men buying a bottle of wine and thinking that's going to lead to more yes. things. Than just, just what the bottle right. of wine is.
1: And I don't drink like that, so there's that.
0: So, so, okay. So you you pulling back the curtain, so to speak, a little bit. So y'all have a wine mm-hmm. of the week, and so you and so you drink the wine, but you telling me you don't you don't drink the wine. Yeah,
1: I taste it, you, and I give my review for our listeners. Um, Some of them I really like, and then others, you know, I don't really care for dry reds. So we try to balance between um, what the three of us like so that we can, you know, actually enjoy drinking the bottle. But sometimes I'll just be like, "Uh -uh, uh-uh, y'all tried it this week. And speaking of which, Apothic Red that you suggested on your episode was complete trash. I could barely stomach that thing.
0: First of all, shout out to... To the the good folks at Apothic, because you know, in case they want to sit there and deal with sponsorships and everything, <laughs> the wine is utterly delicious. And, and feel free to hit me up, <laughs> and it's at the whole damn show, or it's about damn time, pie, because I think your product is delightful, <laughs> despite with both <Mo> things. Now, <laughs> with that being said, look, I understand that you are a, a more of a, a sweet wine yes. drinker, and you. You like dessert wines, um, you know me. Me personally, uh, my my palate. I'm, I won't say I will go so far as say my palette's a little sophisticated, because that would mean like your palate is not, and I'm not trying to sit there and shame you. I'm not doing it. Don't give me that look. I'm I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is our palates are different. Okay.
1: Agreed. Okay. Right.
0: All right. Are different, and I do like a drier wine um, for 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 the reasons why. Because one. I've had to learn not to not to go clonally sweet with my diabetes. Two, um, and this is just the real, the real, real, real reason. Dry wines get you drunk faster. And that's what I want out of life. I want to feel the buzz.
1: <laughs> that's probably why I need to stay away from it then.
0: Girl, we drink it for a whole two different reasons. I don't understand what's happening. I drink right for now, the but...
1: pleasure and the experience, not necessarily to get drunk.
0: Well, I, 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 I don't know if the got to get drunk, but you know, I believe I was pretty buzzed on that episode of Unestablished Podcast. Y'all should listen to that episode. I was dropping some gems, and we had great conversation. It is available on all podcasting platforms, but I i, I was... Uh,
1: yeah, I think you went in on I about had, two bottles.
0: Yeah, I was... Uh, I, well, I had, had a rough day, and uh, yeah, <laughs> I had a rough day that day, and... And I got, I got busy with mine, but, you know, it's it still was good content because the ladies told me so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so one of two questions that I'm, I am going to ask you that I have asked all of Unestablished, you already know it's coming, so I might as well just go ahead and tell you about it right now. What does Unestablished mean to you?
1: Unestablished to me means ever-evolving. Um, there's been times in life where I felt like, I, oh, if I had this one thing, if I had this money, if I had this job, if I had this degree, I'm officially established. And then you realize like, oh no, that's not it. Like now I have to work for the next thing. And now you realize that you're constantly unestablished. And that's what unestablished means to me, ever evolving, ever growing, um, trying to be the best version of yourself every day in this adulting world.
0: I like it. I like it. I, I I think that's that's the case. I mean we all we all out here just trying to make it. We all are out here and just just pushing and as you said and your and your sisters have said um you know in the previous episodes, it's really about just whatever whatever you feel is is the goal the goalpost is always gonna keep continue to right. get moved. And and so it's it's just a matter of establishing those goals reaching those goals and establishing new goals. That's kind of my problem now. It's, it's honestly, if I'm being completely honest with you, it's probably why I've had um anxiety this mm-hmm. last week, week and a half, because, you know, I've reached I've reached to a point where I am I've accomplished some of my goals. Like my goal was, you know, to, to go super hard with podcasting and I felt comfortable doing it. You know, my 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 own stuff. Like it's easy to hide behind you know, you know vex when I was doing it. You know, I'm doing it with them um, because I'm just I'm a, I'm a contributor and everything. But for me to sit there and do my own podcast and I'm and I'm responsible for the production. I'm responsible for when they go out and then when people sit there and be like, "Ooh, that was a good episode," or they go, "Oh, you got you got you got a podcast." You, you know, you hear the difference in tone, and so I'm like, ah. so now I'm at that point where I've gotten comfortable. I can put my content out on a regular basis, but now it's like all right, what's next? Now it's, you know, working on growing the right. community. Now it's the sponsorships. Right. Now it's the, you know, the other other ways to monetize. Right. And I'm just like,
1: I was like so scared. I'm so scared. Though. But that's the exciting part. Being able to um, document your journey. That's one thing that um, podcasting allows us to do. Be like an open journal. Um, so now that we've realized what being unestablished really means it it doesn't scare me as much as it used to i don't beat myself up because i feel like i'm not meeting a previous goal or that now i have to add on new goals let's have some fun during the journey mm.
0: look at you look at you spitting balls <laughs> like that. Oh, let, me, let
1: me write this shit down girl hold on it
0: was girl dropping gems whatever bars i'm just gonna label it bars and just just, it's it's gonna end up being a clip probably girl um now i'm glad that you're dropping bars that was a great answer to the question we are about to take a break but when we come back from break uh me and mo are gonna get into unestablished expectations because you're making that transition from college to adulthood you have a certain mindset on things that you feel like you would like then reality hits. So when we come back, that's what me and Mo are talking about.
1: Do you remember waking up on Saturday mornings to mom cleaning the house? Luther Vandross blasting in the background, the smell of lemon and fresh linen? Yeah, we've all been there. The nostalgia of our youth is bottled in one candle, the Lemon Touch Signature Candle, A Beautiful Day. Curated by Simply Beat Candle Company, Beautiful day begins with calming cotton blossom and a touch of lemon, add a hint of vanilla with citrusy brisk musk to finish off this super fresh scent. You can purchase your candle today at simplybe.that'sbecandleco.co.com. Free shipping available for orders of $75 or more. Handmade with love in South Carolina. We all deserve a beautiful day.
0: Now, as I mentioned earlier, It is Suicide Squad, a podcasting month. But of course, it's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And I want to give back. So for the month of October, Damn University is going pink. So get your limited edition, and I do mean limited edition, Damn You Cancer t-shirts. They're now available. A percentage of the proceeds from each shirt sold goes to a local breast cancer charity. Help me join the fight And show your support all at the same time. The link is in my show notes. So purchase your damn university cancer tea today. And we are back. Welcome back. Jared Dam in the building with Monique. One third of the Unestablished Podcast. Suicide Squad, a pod month continues on um, the final week of this. So I'm excited that I've had a chance to talk to most of the squad. Alvin, you still on my list, buddy. You're still on my list, but we're going to make some time. We're going gonna to make some time when you get things right. I got you. Um. So, Mo, unestablished expectations. We are talking about it. So, I guess I guess I want to know, going from college to, I mean, you're an adult in college, but you know, a, adult, adult, <laughs> when you got to- Honey, gotta
1: we thought we were really, adults. <laughs> right.
0: when you got to really take on all your responsibilities. Right. So, talk to me about- how, you personally, what were the expectations that you thought that you were you would be at at this point, and and tell me how it's it's may have how it may not be what you thought it was going to be.
1: What I thought was supposed to happen after college was get it. Oh, I'm going to graduate, get this good job, buy my house, establish my family, be able to travel the world whenever I want, and that is not reality. <laughs> mm. So for my own personal matters, um, just celebrated my 30th birthday. Whoop whoop. Whoop whoop. But Happy yeah, birthday. thank you. But that definitely looks different than what I thought it would. And I'm in learning to embrace that and not allow it to um dictate, you know, my value at this point because I didn't create those things that I thought 30 would be.
0: So did it did it bring you down a a, a bit? Because because I mean you still Mo you're still well accomplished and, and just I'm gonna sing your praises um, and, and it's not to just to butter you up but you're doing a you're doing a podcast you have you have a a a good solid successful job you have your own business you know what I'm saying like you you
1: thank you you
0: are you are living the American dream
1: really right. <laughs>
0: I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but if you think about it, yeah, you you are at the age of thirty, and like you were doing it before prior to turning thirty. Do you feel like your your expectations were a little jaded, and they were were they jaded because of you know like social media or television or everything else?
1: No, I don't think it was jaded by anything. It's just what I what I had wanted for myself at that time, but Mm -hmm. now. It's definitely shifted to whatever makes me happy. And in the last year, I realized I wanted to establish my business. I wanted to risk it all and take this chance because I don't want to be 30 years from now trying to figure out, well, dang, what could I have accomplished if I just took that chance? Um, and that's what I think. I now say about my time from college to now What would have happened if I went for that major that I thought I couldn't um, complete? Mm -hmm. Or what would have happened if I went for that job that I thought I didn't qualify for? So now in my 30s, I'm risking it all. I'm taking the chance (laughs) because I know that I'm worthy of it. And Mm -hmm. um, that's my reality.
0: You in a better spot than than, than I was, at, you know, at that age. I don't want to do that whole, you know, well, you know, back in my day <laughs> at that age. But I, I
1: mean, I, I,
0: I gotta do it a little bit because just just to relate to to your struggle because I you no, know, we talked about this off mic though. How at thirty, I was I was in a room. I was in my apartment in the dark, laying on the floor, crying. Like I just I just thought that this. I was like, I am so unaccomplished. I am, I suck. I am I have not met anything. I'm trash. Whatever. I had I had all of that in my head. And um, you know, at the at that time, um, you know, Kim was trying to drag me out out of my apartment just just to say like it's your 30th birthday that so you can celebrate. Celebrate what? What am I celebrating? And I'm like, well, Jerry, I mean you a you a father, you a good dad, you know, you got a nice job, you you moved from Streetport to Atlanta, like like there were people that was thinking that you wouldn't go even stay here for mm-hmm. a while. You've been here for for a number of years. I'm just like, oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter at all. I was, I know I was a bit dramatic. I I know it's shocking to hear that I was no, dramatic, not at all, um, because I'm very stoic, <laughs> um, like Jawanda.
1: Very I mean, but I totally get that uh-huh. because when I was in DR, I celebrated my birthday. I I felt like I earned it with all the things mm-hmm. that I had accomplished in the last year. Um, After having like a very traumatic moment in my life, I r- allowed myself to thoroughly enjoy turning 30. Now, I think it would have been different if I did not accomplish the things that I did because I would feel like, what have I done? I've wasted so much time. Time can cause so much anxiety, but I think within this last year, I definitely took advantage of time and made it work for me.
0: Oh, that's that's good. Well, since we talk about, um, un- you know, unestablished expectations and expectations just in general, uh, how do you feel like you have, how you have been in the expectations of your parents? Cause I know we, we, we briefly talked about that. So, that's that whole. That's a whole different thing from a different perspective. Mm. You know, parents parents have a whole different way of of thinking. Like, well, this is what you know. You know, my son and my daughter should be doing, and then and then you get up, you, you know, you kind of smell yourself a little bit. And you're like, I don't want to do that shit. Like, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying to live my life how I want to live my life. So, how has that been?
1: I'm like trying to put on a mental filter so I don't say all the things that the parents are going to come back and like be upset about.
0: <laughs> but you're grown. But you're grown. Though, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, are we ever you really up, grown you, though? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh
1: yeah.
0: Okay. Well, don't count me and my mama relationship. We weird. We 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 some two weird people. Those So me and my mom, we I I thoroughly enjoy going home and talking to my mom. My mama is crazy, and and I love it. And, but don't base it on that but yeah you get a little grown like well you know and, and, and you need to sit there and establish that once you you know well well mama well dad yeah, you know now that I'm 30 I'm doing this I'm doing you, you it's it's almost like a job interview you listen out to your accomplishments I'm, I'm doing this by right. myself I'm doing this I'm There's doing that. this I'm doing this
1: that.
0: So, so I'm going to try to I'm going to live my life the way I want to live my life <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, so you all should go listen to Bitch, I'm Grown. Um, That's definitely an episode on Unestablished Podcast where we talk about how we've had to tell our parents, like, listen, I pay the bills over here. Okay, I take I fully take care of myself. And um, unless you're about to contribute to something over here, I'm an adult. So that has played a part into um my unestablished expectations from the parents because I'm just like, um, I can't live for you anymore. I've always struggled with allowing my parents, um seeking their approval anyway, for things that I do. And I had to go to therapy. And once I figured out that that played a tremendous part in my happiness, I had to let that go. Mm. Not that it was negative, but I just mm-hmm. wasn't completely satisfied. So, once I got past that, I was good. And my parents never had anything um, drastic that was expected of me. The basic. Go to college and pass. Did that. I right. moved away. Stayed alive. Did that. <laughs> That's a lot came, right there to Came film. back home from Maryland and reestablished my life. Did that. And now I'm flourishing. So, I i think that i made them very proud but of course um i think as children we just unfortunately seek their approval a little longer than we should and that played a part
0: yeah i um i get that i've de- i definitely it's weird you know i've always talked about the tumultuous relationship i have with my father uh, my biological father and but yet and still part part of the reason that it was so tumultuous it was because I did seek validation I did seek you know what you know I wanted to know what he thought about stuff and I wanted to make him proud yeah. and then I, and, I and, it, and, it, and it did take therapy for me to, to to realize this this goal of trying to you know make him mm-hmm. proud it's, it's unachievable right? like because the, the the whether I made him proud or not it's, it's, it's inconsequential. For 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 me was like I was looking for that that moment where I felt that he was proud of me, that he was going to give me all of this, like you know, kind of like how my mama gave me. And and him and my mama are not the same person. So for me to sit there and and realize, you know what, what whatever you're looking for is mirage. It's it's not going to happen. You know, you have to live your life for how you want to live your life, and that's what it. You know. That was the turning point for me a little bit. And then, you know, once I turned 40, I was like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I mean, but it wasn't like, oh, it's 40. I don't give a fuck. It was more so for me. It was like part of the reason why I was upset at 30 and and in that fetal position was because I did not think I was going to live past 30. Mm. And so, and so now, you know, once I had turned 40 last year, it was, okay, I've exceeded my life. Expectation by ten years, like you are doing way more than you than you thought you were gonna do, with digital content, with being creative, with even your your regular nine to five job. I didn't think that I would be doing the stuff that i was doing to make what I make for for this at, at my age either. So I, I was just like, and to be in in a different city instead of the you know, I I didn't think I was gonna be, be be able to do any mm-hmm. of this. So. Once I turned forty and I've been alive for ten years longer than what I thought I was gonna be, but well, shit, who who gives a fuck what everybody else thinks?
1: <laughs> but you, and sometimes you, you know, have to get—I revert back. No, yeah. I mean, as long as you're, it's not affecting people's day to day, um, li- livelihood. I think you should honestly have the attitude of who gives a fuck. That's what I'm talking about. Say it again. It again. <laughs> oh, say it again. Say it again. Say it again. <laughs> who gives a fuck? Yeah, yeah.
0: If I hadn't called this thing "unestablished expectations," I would call it "who gives a fuck" because that's that's some powerful title <laughs> for me. Now, now, while we're talking about parent expectations, we talked about your expectations. Let's go back a little bit to your expectations when it comes to one particular category: the expectations of love and happiness. And I'm not talking about the Al Green song. I don't know if you know nothing about that. You know, you but, you know what it. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you know nothing about that. But <laughs> uh, wh- what was what was your expectations going g- coming into your your thirties and coming into where you are now, um, based upon love? That you think at this point I should be married, have two point two kids, have a dog. What up, Bella? Have a dog. Have you, know, <laughs> have you know? Have you know? Have this house? Like, what what was the expectations?
1: Unexpected love, unestablished love expectations. Oh my goodness! Mm. Who,
0: y'all, y'all, her whole face change on this one, y'all. I, I wish y'all could see this. The whole face change, like she, she like, yes, because mm, I could write a whole Lord. book about
1: that one. Um, so I am a hopeless romantic, and that makes me very gullible, and I think it played a part in like how I viewed things early in life. And now that I've experienced several people that I tried to date, I'm at the point where mm, I'm okay with these love expectations being unestablished. <laughs> mm. I'm, willing, <laughs> I'm willing to wait for the right person because the things that I went through before are hell no. Not going to do it again. And for the options that I've met, it's a hell no. So we'll wait. Okay. Yeah, my reality is we'll wait.
0: All right, I'm I'm gonna be real with you, Mo. Like I'm gonna be real with you. Like I, I I didn't I actually didn't think that I was gonna be this real with you, but I'm gonna be real with you right now. All right. I used to be a hopeless romantic, like a long time ago, and it's nothing to do with like age. Like I'm like, oh, I grown. No, no. I was a hopeless romantic, and, and you know who I blame for this? I blame Julia Roberts. And I've and I've had this conversation with my sister on several occasions and she wanted me to write a blog about it. But I just talk about it right here on It's About Damn Time that is available on all podcasting platforms. Listen to previous episodes, uh, cause this season is wrapping um soon. Um, anywho, I had a conversation with her talking about um how Julia Roberts is the is the reason why a lot of us are fucked up in the head. And no disrespect to Julia. I know you probably listen, shout out to you, but um Pretty Woman, that movie, and and what what it did. Now granted, it were there was a lot of romantic comedies prior to Pretty Woman, but I think pretty for me, if, if I'm looking at, you know, history and I'm looking at the history of cinema during that time frame, right right around that time, I think when Pretty Woman came out, it just established what we know today as far as romantic comedies. And and people kept getting exposed to these movies and kept thinking that you meet somebody, y'all fall in love, y'all have this this little tra- traumatic experience that, that that that
1: makes your love that, is stronger. Uh, uh,
0: make, make sure makes sure, yeah, like always. Oh, can our love last? And then at the <laughs> end, you say, "Yes, it can." Oh my god, we made it, and we live happily ever after. That's fucking bullshit, bro. It's fucking bullshit. And I was believing this shit, and I went to college, and I was telling women that I that I loved. I was I was. I was breaking I was breaking up with ex-girlfriends and not having sex with my ex-girlfriend in one room so I could sit there and leave and go tell my best friend that she was the love of my life and I love her and we should get together. And you know what happened, Mo? Did we live happily ever after, Mo? Did we live happily ever after, Mo?
1: I mean, based on your voice, I'm assuming nah.
0: <sighs> that would be a good assumption. No, <laughs> what, what end up happening is that she hung up the phone in my face when, when I told her that I was in love with her. What? Because, I mean, I mean, well, you know, there was extenuating circumstances. I won't sit there and, you know, and and, sh- and shit on her. Shout out to you. and when we say your name. Whatever, you know. You know, he, I know she ain't listening, so it's all good. But, the thing about it was that it took me a long time to to learn and to be like, you know what? Nigga, this ain't based on, on real life shit. This is really storybook shit. They writing this shit. Like, life don't work that way and so it it took me what you had again a confidence to you because what you have learned at age 30 some of us probably didn't learn to like 37, 38 sure.
1: <laughs> but you learned it though and that's all that matters and the beautiful thing of life is we get to reset every day it's whether or not you want mm. to Ooh
0: girl you spend the night oh lord y'all y'all hear this <laughs> this girl is spitting yeah i mean but you right no 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 uh you right you right it, it it's up to us to figure that out if, if we want to um really reset but yeah i wasn't ready to reset there's a lot of people that ain't ready to, re- to reset so tell me what was the you don't have to get in I guess you don't have to get in the details cuz I know I know you're a private person, you know, you Mo, Yeah, Mo is a Southern belle, you know what I'm saying? Like she see <laughs> she's the she is the modern day Southern Southern belle, oh, So whatever. she don't sully herself with 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 these dirty details of life and everything. You you she when you shake your hand, shake her hand, you got to have a glove on, all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's how Mo is. But uh tell us, what was like the 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 point where you was like, "Nah, I'm going to have to reset this shit." Like like this is
1: it's too much. Uh, so, um, I was in my first uh, long-term relationship with a guy that I met in Maryland. And um, after being cheated on two times, it took me down a very dark and very fast, unhealthy spiral. Uh, it took me about two years. I honestly would say maybe two and a half years to recover from it. But when I got out of that, mindset of being hurt and broken and sad and hopeless, I realized I had to move forward because otherwise he would still be controlling, you know, my, Mm. my life basically. Um, So once I forgave him and then forgave myself for allowing things to happen as long as they did, I was able to say, I deserve to still be happy. Regardless of my mistakes, I deserve to um, give myself the best love, the best care, the best opportunities to see what life still has to offer. And because turning 30 was such a big deal for me, I felt like, oh, my gosh, like all these things happened to me in my 20s. How I don't have any time left, you know, like I have to find um, hopefully meet a great guy and have kids. So by 32, you know, I can start building my family. But then now I'm like, no, sis, we can wait. Mm. I don't care if none of that happens until I'm 40. Until then Mm. I'll live my best life (laughs) right where I'm at. So yeah, that was a moment when I woke up and was like, listen, we can't let your past, Control your future, and I know it's such a cliche, but
0: I mean it's a cliche for a reason because it's 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 lasted the test of times. You know what I mean? Like when things are a cliche, that that means it's it's been more than one occasion when, when it happened, and which, which is why people say it, which is why it's it's become part of you know the culture because traditionally this is what happened. So yeah, that was. I mean, you're right in there.
1: That was some fucked up shit, <laughs> girl.
0: You know, I, I I would toast you with with tequila uh, right now because I because I, I I see your face. And I see just you just thinking. Yeah, you, know, you, you took me there,
1: everything.
0: man. Uh, so mo, tell me, what are your, what are your expectations now? Like in 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 like that, knowing the lessons that you have learned, and now and now you're moving forward in life. What are your expectations now?
1: My number one expectation is to not give up. Mm. Number two is to continue to take risk. Mm. I'm not going to be the person that I want to be by playing it safe. So no matter how hard or how scary or um, how much imposter syndrome may kick in, like it doesn't matter. I got to do it. The tomorrow who I may be tomorrow depends on me doing that today and number three to choose me first Mm. uh i've given so much of my time so much of my gift to other people uh i can't do that shit no more Mm. and it's hard being selfish when you're a giver yeah but i'm learning to say no as a sentence and be okay with it I can't do it today. I'm not available today.
0: Let me, t- let me tell you. Let me tell you how much I love your answer right here. All right, let me tell you how much. I love your answer so much. I am going to make this damn university. Like, I'm I'm going completely out of order mode. I'm making this damn university because right there, you went from Monique, podcaster, business owner, you know, fabulous person turning 30. You went from that to... Professor Mo, dropping some 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 science on there. with what are what are established? What are realistic expectations in life? And I am making this a damn if you know right now. I'm going all out of order. I feel bad that I'm going out of order, but it's my fucking show, so I can do what the fuck I want. I mean, so whatever. So
1: <laughs> it's my life. That I can do what the fuck I want. How about that's, that? That's what, I'm, that's what I'm talking about, Mo. That's what I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> so so now I feel the need to sit there and come up. With with a, you know, you know, let me let me give out some some rea- realistic expectations of my, you know, for people, Dean Dam, Professor Mo, we in the building. So, all right, for me, realistic expectations. Number one on my list is definitely taking time to reset. That's a that's a that's an expectation that I have to establish over and over again for myself. Because I, if I'm being honest, if I estab- I establish it quite often, and I don't establish it, because <laughs> like I unestablish it. You see what I did? Yeah. That's the play on words. <laughs> yeah, I got you. <laughs> um, but you, you gotta take you gotta take time for yourself. As much as I want to, um, I'm, I'm a goal oriented person, and I want to move things forward and push the needle forward. But if I'm if I'm dead tired, if I'm fatigued, if I'm mentally drained, I, it's, it's not gonna happen. And, and hence the reason you know I'm I'm wrapping the season up in a couple of weeks, and you know working on something else because it was tired, and I got other stuff that I got to work on, and I, and I feel and I almost feel like to a point that I'm letting down people, but at the same time, you I have to do it. That's that's lesson one right there. Take time out for yourself. Lesson number two: Only give is to much to people as they give to you. Like to be honest with you. I have had talks with a friend talking about the difference between um, a symbiotic relationship and a parasitic relationship. And in the past year, I have lost, I didn't lose. You know, we we transitioned a a, a number of different friendships because I could not continue to be the same Jared to them that I was being and then go on my path of being successful and trying to make things work. And and th- that's the issue. And, and for me, being a pleaser, as you talked about, being a pleaser is so hard to sit there and do that because I feel like I'm disappointing people I feel like I'm letting people down. But at the same time, you, I got to do what I got to do. Number three, I definitely, definitely, definitely have to take the time out for to help myself physically like stay physically fit and, and and help with my with my mental and um a lot of a, a lot during this past you know two months I've been I've been trying to crank out everything and I was doing my thing physically. I was I was I started i was start looking at myself in the mirror and like, okay Jerry you know what I'm saying? Like these clothes fit kind of loose and everything. They still fit loose. Don't don't get it twisted for one solitary second. I mean I'm I'm saying I ain't gaining no weight back. I just, I just I ain't where I was and a lot of that is, is, is because I I lack balance because I'm because when I when I'm dedicated I go all in so the five miles that I was walking before the the times I was going to the gym me being over here in this in this corner of the room where I'm doing at least a 100 push-ups a day that all kind of faded kind of faded but you know we about we we' rebounding we back the, the retrograde over we we doing our thing right but it's so it's so important um, for my mental. Um, it's so important uh, for my physical. Those those are the three things I, I do. But I think that might be like the most important for me to me to sit there and keep that consistency in that regard. Because um, when you look good, you feel good, and when you feel good, you do incredible things like come up with award winning podcasts and blogs hey. and merch hey. that's available. Uh, link in my bio. Hey. Like, so all that stuff is done like that. So yeah. That is damn university, and we are we are schooling y'all. We taking y'all to school, and hell, at this point, I'm taking myself to school. You know what I mean? Like th- these these are lessons that I'm going to replay back, so that I can listen to it. And be like, you know what, Jared, you said it. You got to roll with it. So that's damn university. Before I let you go, and before I start, you know, let you plug all your stuff, which I clearly been doing a great job of plugging. I do want to ask you the second question. On the list that I I have asked all people from unestablished. And that question is, when do you feel like you will be established? Never. Never. <laughs> grand opening, grand closing. That's all she needed right there, y'all. One word.
1: One word, closure, never. The desire to be quote unquote established creates so much pressure. And it takes away from the journey. And it takes... Away from the authenticity of life, you're never gonna be established. Mm, mm-hmm. And whether I meet this goal today and then next week is something else, and if I happen to not reach that goal, that doesn't mean I'm unestablished.
0: True. All right? You know what I'm saying? Look, you've been dropping gems all hour. So, it, you know, far be it for me to sit there and tell you that you're not dropping yet another bar, you know. Mo be flowing bar for bar, line for line.
1: Just tell the people, I'll never feel like I'm totally established. And that's okay. I'm here for the ride.
0: You know what? I'm here for the ride too, Mo. I am. Mo, tell these people where you can find them.
1: Oh, Lord. (laughs) Just (laughs)
0: going to cause so much shit in the group chat, but I'm keeping it anyway. Whatever. Mo, tell... Tell the people where you can, where you they can find you. They can find all, everybody on Unestablished where they can listen to your podcast. Just, just, just do all this shit while I, I drink some water.
1: Tell them, tell them, Mo. Tell them you can find me and my other co hosts of the Unestablished podcast at Unestablished Podcast on Instagram and also Facebook. And if you want to learn more about me personally, you can find me on Instagram at underscore elegantly mo.
0: Link in the bio.
1: <laughs> the link is always in the bio
0: <laughs> the link is always the, y'all the link is always in the motherfucking bio right. Mo thank you so much for joining me this week on this about damn time you were fantastic I feel like I was, I was a little unestablished but thank you for joining me nonetheless
1: cheers
0: <laughs> thank you for joining me this week on this about damn time Hey, if you like what you heard, follow this podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and IG, and join the conversation on this week's episode. Link to all my socials in the show notes. You can also show love by simply giving me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And of course, for more blogs, podcasts, and other digital content, go to thewholedamshow.com. Until next time, I'll see you next week.